Hey friend, you're listening to the Battle Ain't Over podcast, a place where the saints gather to stand on truth all while waiting for Jesus. We know that this battle ain't over until the Lord decides. I'm your host, Mary, and I'm glad that you are here today. So let's get into it. and 23 is done. Thanks for listening to Mom's podcast. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hey friends, it is the end of 2023 and I am so excited about today's episode. I have had a pretty big pause in some of the recordings here lately. But it has just been a very slow season, and I've enjoyed that time of just rest and being with my family. And I wanted to make sure that we got an episode done to wrap up 2023. I just want to say up front, I'm so thankful for everyone who has followed me on this little journey of love when the Lord just impressed on me to start a podcast, having no idea how to do this. I still don't have a clue what I'm doing. So thank you to everyone who has ever listened, shared this out, supported it, or just giving me, has given me um, positive feedback. That means the world. So thanks for being here this year, y'all. And I am so looking forward to what the Lord wants to do with this little, little thing in 2024. Today, I want to um, take just a little bit of time. I opened up um, questions on my Instagram page, Dwell Truth, and I wanted to just do a little Q&A episode answering some of these questions for you guys and um, just telling you a little bit here at the end about what's kind of coming up next, um, what the plans are, and how you can join in. So um, stick around. Let's do a little Q&A, and I forgot to say, if you did not hear just a second ago, my children wanted to be my little co-host again. They were co-host on episode one, and they were co-host on last episode of 2023. Having their sweet little voices on here, having them wish you a Merry Christmas just blesses my heart. Truly, y'all, Merry Christmas. It's almost Christmas time. I'm so excited. So let's get this episode started. All right, so let's start with question number one. I do want to just say, guys, up front, whenever I am answering questions that come through, I am not the sole source of authority. I don't have all the answers. I hope that goes without saying. I just want to always present to you guys, um, if it's my opinion, just something there. But if it is something related to theology or prophecy, I want to do my best to teach you the good teaching that I've been taught. And as always, I want you to always test everything that I say, um, study out something. If I have given you a resource um, or scripture to study, like study it out for yourself. Talk to trusted teachers that you follow, that you are under, and um, go from there. So I always want to give that disclaimer. Um, I hope that goes without saying. Okay, question number one. I really liked this question when it came through. It said, what is one area that you want to grow in in 2024? And to be honest, it took me a little bit of time to figure out how to answer it because there are a lot of areas that I need to grow in. And 
I'm probably, you know, not alone in that. But I mean, just do you ever feel like you have so much to learn? I feel like there is never enough time in the day to study out something, to research something, to really dig deeply into certain things that I want to. But God gives us grace and he doesn't expect us to know it all. He just expects us to lean on him for understanding. So there's a lot of things I want to learn. Um, I think truly, um, I just know that the hour we are in, I truly want to just grow more in evangelism in 2024. That's, you know, just being more intentional with conversations I'm having in person or online, um, being more intentional in relationships, just making sure, hey, I'm actually getting together with people or going that extra mile. I think sometimes in 2023, we're almost 24, it is so easy to isolate, to be a homebody. I mean, maybe I'm just talking for myself, but I love being a homebody. It's easy. Um, I work all day. I talk to people for a living. I want to come home. I want to relax, but I have to really push myself out there to go out a little bit more, build relationships a little bit more, have people over more, open your home up more, all kinds of things. So I really want to grow in that area. Even just passing out tracks. I want to be doing that on the regular. I have done that more this year. But as I've said, if you guys have ever seen me share it in my stories, I often forget that I have them on me because I'm running into a store or I've got my kids with me. And it's really easy to forget that I have tracks that I want to leave or give out to people. Um, or, you know, you're just having a friendly little conversation with someone in the grocery store and maybe hand them a track, get out of your comfort zone a little bit and, and share that. So I really want to grow in this area. If it is pushing myself out there or just praying for more opportunities and being really sensitive to that. Or if it is, you know, just um, reading a little bit more on apologetics and ways to have certain conversations around, um, around the Bible and around the gospel. I'm looking to grow in that area. Okay, question number two, who is your favorite pastor and why? So if you guys follow me on Dwell Truth, I hope if I was to give like a, one of the quizzes I often do that you would know the answer, but I'm going to go ahead and answer it anyways. I actually have two. So my first favorite pastor is my local pastor. Um, he is someone who is a wonderful man of God. He faithfully preaches the whole counsel of God and he truly feeds and protects his, his flock. Um, so first off, my favorite pastor that I'm so thankful for is my local pastor. And as I often try to do, guys, I just want to encourage you, if you are not in a local church that is teaching the full counsel of God, if you're not in fellowship with other believers during this time, you know, Hebrews tells us, do not neglect meeting together as we see the day approaching. Get in a church. That is my my call to action um, with this episode, get in a church this year in 2024. If you have not found one yet, keep praying for one if you're looking. And um, if you're in one and it's a good church, then stay, plug in, 
get involved. Start serving somewhere. Um, pray for your pastor. Support your pastors. Um, the local church is where we grow. So my first favorite pastor is my local pastor. And the second one would be my favorite online pastor. And so this is where my quiz would come in. If you guys know me, you know that I love Andy Woods, Dr. Andy Woods. He is such a wonderful teacher, and he has taught me so much about systematic theology, rightly dividing the word, and especially prophecy. I truly cannot thank him enough and his ministry that he shares online. It has helped me grow so much um, closer to the Lord and has helped me grow in much deeper understanding of doctrine, of God's whole prophetic plan, all the richness of um, his plan with Israel and with the church and what's coming. And I'm just so thankful. Um, I have... I'm going to give another plug that I often give, but I'll give it on here. Um, In my social media links, I have a little website, and it has many of his studies. There's one on the church. There's one on the coming kingdom. There's one on the rapture series. There's one on soteriology, which is doctrine of salvation. There's one on um, angels and demons and, and that whole thing. And so that's just a few that he's done. Middle East Meltdown is another one I'm going through right now. He is someone I would encourage everyone to listen to. And those are some of his good studies if you want to check them out. Um, one thing though, y'all, all pastors and teachers are simply men. No one gets it all right. Um, but these two, and I really had to think about my answer, they have a faithful track record and are ones that I will choose to lend my ear to every time. You always want to look at the track record and the character of the people you're following. All right, question number three. It says, let me find it here. What are your thoughts on Isaiah 17? Will we see Damascus destroyed before the rapture? Um, so if you're not familiar with the prophecy of Damascus, it is a prophecy that says sudden destruction Um, sudden and complete destruction will come to Damascus. We don't know exactly when it will occur, but what is really amazing is that right now we see talk of Damascus often in the headlines. And we're also seeing the Ezekiel 38 kind of coalition forming, which says, y'all, that we are closer than ever. Um, Damascus is the oldest continually inhabited city in existence, which is pretty amazing. And this is kind of where I land. Many prophecy teachers believe this event could occur immediately prior to or right after the rapture. So I kind of hold to the same thing. It's right around time, prior or after. And then they say that Ezekiel 38 war may happen in conjunction with or um, with it or as a result of the fulfillment of Isaiah 17. So regardless of when, none of us know exactly when, but we have our eyes on Damascus daily in the news. Airstrikes are often happening. I think the last the last one I saw was like three, five days ago. Um, there was some of that going on over there. So keep your eyes on Damascus. All right, question number four. Are Zionism and Judaism separate? Um. This is a hot topic right now with everything going on in Israel. 
in my opinion, there is no separating the two. Um, Zionism is the movement that has successfully brought the Jews back to its biblical homeland. And Judaism is at its core. (laughs) It's a covenantal relationship between God, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, which is based upon God's promises to the Jewish nation inside the land of Israel. So there is no way possible that I can see them being separate. God himself is a Zionist, y'all. I've said this before. Um, Let me look up this verse. I want to make sure I have it correctly as I read it to you. Psalm 132. Give me just a second. Psalm 132, 13. It says, For the Lord hath chosen Zion. He hath desired it for his habitation. That's one of many verses that points to God's love for Zion. Um, You can't separate the two in my opinion, y'all. Question number five. What do you think of China's plan for worldwide humanoid robots? I love this question. (laughs) But I also hate this question because this is the reality of the world we are living in in 2023 and coming up in 2024. Um, I have always joked with my husband after iRobot movie came out and I said, robots are going to take over the world. And here we are. They're taking over everything with AI. It is absolutely nuts what we are seeing being done with robots. Um, one of the headlines I had to look back and pull this up. It was from November 2023. It read, China boldly claims it has a plan to mass produce humanoid robots that can reshape the world within two years. (laughs) So that would be what 2025 is their plan to reshape the world in two years with humanoid robots. And I don't put it past these people anymore, y'all. Um, Here's, here's my thoughts. I simply think it's just another sign of how close we are. Robots will be used um, eventually. You know, they're going to sell it to you as convenient, as helpful, as um, efficient. They're going to sell it for, um, you know, I, I saw something not too long ago that the only thing that's kind of holding back, I don't want to butcher this, but like mass producing them or getting them into kind of like everyone's hands is just money right now. So if they lower the cost and everyday people can get them and have access to them, you're going to see robots everywhere. They're already talking about healthcare. They're talking about sitters for the elderly. You're going to see them in schools. I believe it's already been talked about like teaching kids. You're going to see that they're already in law enforcement now. You're going to see them, um, in factories, they're going to take over all those jobs. Again, we already see some of these things. They're already in our military, etc. Like, it's only going to lead somewhere if we look at Bible prophecy. So I believe that just eventually they will be used to control people one day and are now, um, you know, just, just being set up for that now. So I see it as part of the coming Antichrist kingdom in the tribulation where AI is... Um, Satan's way of being omnipresent and tracking and surveillance of everyone. You know, right now, only God has that ability. Only God can see everyone 
at once and know what's going on. And that's how Satan is going to counterfeit it in the tribulation. He's going to use AI to be able to track and, and um, uh, control people. So I believe that it's just another sign. Robots are going to be used to fulfill that in some way. Okay, last question. This one says, how will those in other lands and people who died in the days before Christ, when there was no gospel or preaching, be treated at the judgment if they were never told of him? So this is a really good, good question. And um, it's one that makes us really have to dig into theology. And I will say, explaining this and truly understanding it all is hard. It takes um, just a trust of what the Bible has told us and revealed about this and um, trusting that God works it out. And what I mean by that, y'all, is that we know that everyone one day is going to give an account to the Lord and they are going to either be standing in front of him in clothed, clothed in his righteousness because they believed on Jesus or they are going to be standing in front of him um, separated from God and sent to an eternity in hell. So we know that is true. So how do we kind of reconcile all of this? So first, people prior to Jesus dying on the cross, they were saved by looking forward to the cross. If you look back and study through the Old Testament, you will see prophecies of the coming Messiah. And you will see that um, people were saved then. They just through believing, just, just like we are saved now, we are saved through belief alone. And um, take Abraham as an example. He believed and it was counted to him as righteousness. So Abraham believed there were Gentiles that believed in the Old Testament as well. And they never saw Jesus die on the cross, but they had heard that there was a coming Messiah. So um, they put their trust in what God had promised. And that is exactly what we do when we trust Christ now. We are trusting in his promise to give us eternal life. So people prior to the cross believed forward to the cross. And just like now, we believe um, kind of looking backwards toward, toward the cross. And so then the second part of that question is how will people um, be treated at the judgment if they were never told of him? Like say they're in a foreign land and they don't have access to the gospel or there's no real missionaries and all of that stuff. So this would be my best answer. First, I would say this. This is why it is so important that we send missionaries to these lands. Um, if you are called to be a missionary yourself, go. If you cannot go as a missionary to a foreign land um, or wherever God is calling you, um, I would highly recommend that you financially support missions. Um, pray for missionaries. Our local church, I have to just give a shout out. It does such a phenomenal job of being mission focused. We are giving to missions and supporting new missionaries all the time. And um, we get to hear from missionaries almost every service. <laughs> we are hearing from uh, missionaries we are supporting or new ones or their needs we're hearing videos from them and ways we can pray for them. 
this is why we have to seriously take evangelism. Um, sorry, I, I messed that up. <laughs> this is why we have to take the call of evangelism seriously. And I think that's why, too, my question in the beginning was, what, what area do I want to grow in? Well, it's, it's evangelism because there's a lot of people in the world still who don't know about Christ. Um, so there's that, that I hope gives us a little bit of urgency as why we need to share of why we need to share the gospel. And it's another reason too, why I really am such a promoter of using the digital online space to share the gospel because it reaches the ends of the world now. Um, so that's kind of a side note, but this is, this is what I would say. We have to go to scripture for this answer. And so let me turn to Romans. This is where I always have to land when something um, around this question comes up. So Romans, let me see, one twenty. It says, For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. So to answer that simply and biblically, I don't know how God works it all out, y'all, but Romans tells us that every living person knows that there is a God through creation. Um, God has written his name on our hearts. He has set eternity in our hearts. I believe that's in a, a psalm. We are without excuse. What Romans 1, if you have not studied that out, I'd encourage you, talks about is that people suppress the truth of what they can clearly see, and that leads them further and further away from God. So all I can tell you is that we know God will hold everyone accountable, and everyone has to come to saving faith to be made right before God, and there are people groups that have not heard about Christ. So we need to go, we need to tell them, but we also can take comfort in that the Bible tells us that no one is without excuse. Um, if God, I've heard of many stories of God showing up to people in foreign lands through um, dreams or, um, you know, just this, this, random, amazing missionary shows up in, in a place you never thought you could get to. Like the Lord can get his truth to anyone, especially people that are seeking him. And um, so, so just trust that. And I would also say to kind of end this, that in the great trip, uh, the tribulation period, the seven year tribulation period, I've often shared this, but God himself gets the gospel out to the ends of the world during that time. He has the 144,000 Jewish witnesses, evangelist. He has the two witnesses that will be prophesying and preaching. And then he has literal angels flying around the globe giving the gospel. So he'll get his gospel to everyone. Um, and that that's the best I can answer it. So I hope that's helpful to y'all. And that is our last question. All 
All right, so that is a wrap on our questions. Those were super fun. I really appreciate everybody who kind of sent me in a question. And I hope it was helpful and gave you some things to think about today and maybe even some challenges for what's coming up in your own life this year. You guys, I um, want to just point you to what I do have coming up on dwell.truth for 2024. You've probably seen it if you're on there, but I want to give, again, just a reminder. It is about 10 days away. We are going to be starting a reading plan, a one-year reading plan through the Bible starting January 1st. And it is going to be the chronological one-year plan found on the Blue Letter Bible app that you can download straight to your phone. And you can kind of join that reading plan and follow along with everybody. I wanted to um, do this personally, but so I just wanted to open up the opportunity to do it with brothers and sisters. Um, I think it'll be a lot more um, fun, encouraging, and it's going to hold all of us more accountable if we can do this together. So I set up also a Telegram um, Bible reading plan chat group where we can all chat and talk about it and encourage each other and talk about what we're learning So I really hope it is going to be such a blessing to you guys. I know it's going to be a blessing to me and hold me accountable as well. So I want to make sure you guys are aware of that. So check out um, Instagram dwell.truth for details on that coming up in about, mm, it might be 10, maybe nine days now. So that's coming. And then I'm looking forward, y'all, to next year. I don't really have mapped out uh, my plan yet for topics, but I'm just going to keep rolling with it. Maybe pick back up on spiritual warfare coming next month. Um, kind of left that, left that off and wanted to pick that up. And we'll see what else the Lord kind of puts on our hearts. I would also like to open up... Um, having guests on the podcast this year. I have no idea how to do that because I'm still podcasting from my phone and I'm currently sitting in my daughter's closet because it's the quietest place in my house. So how I'm going to have guests, I really don't know yet. Um, But if you guys could just pray about that for me real quick, that'd be awesome because I'd like to get uh, some more people on here to talk about different things. One thing that I have really felt led to talk more about this year is obviously continuing to watch and prophecy and theology and those types of things, but also just talking a little bit more into biblical worldview and culture because the fight continues every day, y'all. So I want to kind of center some lives and maybe podcast episodes around certain topics like that. So anyways, I hope it's a blessing to you guys. Thanks for hanging out with me uh, today and we will see you in 2024. I love you guys. Stay strong, saints. Stay strong.